From inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, presented by One Bank, I'm Colin Castleberry, and what a show we have for you tonight. Wrapping it up on the hardwood as both boys and girls were eliminated in region quarterfinals. We'll hear from head coach Jimmy Miller, as well as players Cora Copeland and Cole Harris. We'll also begin baseball season. Carson Parrott, senior ace on this pitching staff, will join us among others. Again, this is the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Sitting down uh, with Livingston Academy uh, head dance team coach, which sounds like a mouthful, uh, but we're with Ella Clark. Ella Copton. See, I knew I would try to throw an L in there, Ella. I knew I would. Yeah, I, for okay. some reason, knew that was going to happen. Uh, look, March through July is the largest uh, set of months here, so I think it's right we stay inside training season for at least one more question. And I say yeah. that because, uh, and you even put it in, in, in parentheses here, which I love, uh, watches film. Yes, watches film of them dancing once yes. a week. You got to walk me through that. What are, I mean, not just why do you do it, but... When you're watching, what are you looking for, right? Mm-hmm. I know what you're looking for in basketball or football. or What are you guys looking for when you watch film? Yeah, so my dancers who might be listening to this right now, they're like, yep, yep, we know. We sat there and watched me kick the wrong foot over and over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, you did. <laughs> but so what we do is we record the end product of whatever practice we have or the game. So if they perform at halftime during the game – Someone records it, and then the next day we come in and we watch it, and I put it in slow motion. I, you know, look, was your foot pointed at this spot? Was your arm in the right degree in, on this count? Did everyone transition correctly? Is everyone's face looking on count number two instead of count number three? And, you know, so it's, um, it's one of those things that, like, not many people think would be applicable to mm-hmm. dancers, but it is, and... I think that that's helped us so much. I mean, I could go on and on about that. But, you know, when you're watching football or basketball, you're looking for, like, strategies and stuff yep. and how the other team plays. That's how we play. That's our that's our way of having the leg up in competition is how well did we analyze ourselves and how well did we improve from analyzing that. So you work your tails off. You power through training season. Here's football. Mm-hmm. Football season is upon us. August through November you practice in the heat in your uniforms to prepare for games. Mm-hmm. You stream previous games and have a mock game. Yes. Uh, you know, at tryouts where you prepare for. Th- what is the preparation for football season like? And then obviously, uh, what during the season are you guys really putting an emphasis on? So we can sit here and practice sidelines all day, and sidelines being the routines that we do on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do that all day. You know, we can go over the counts, we can do it with music over and over again, but what happens is when we're in the game and the song comes on, they have, I don't know, eight seconds to know which dance goes with that song. <laughs> so what we like to do is I will go on YouTube and I'll search up, you know, high school football game, playoff, whatever, and I'll put it on the Promethean board, and then they will act as if they are the dance team at that game. So I'll press play on whatever song. You know, if there's a touchdown, we'll play the fight song. So it really helps them prepare for what it's going to be like when they're on the sidelines because, you, I mean, you can't prepare for that in any other way. No, I mean, you, you even put on here, uh, all routines and music cues are not random. They're planned out based on what's happening and how the crowd is reacting 
to certain situations. So who's yeah. who's is that you controlling that or who's who's controlling that at any given moment? We have a chance to put the dance team on display. Mm-hmm. What are we going with in what situation? Yeah, so <clears throat> I have like a list of like okay, if we if it's third down, we want to get the crowd if we're third down on offense, you mm-hmm. know, we want to keep the crowd excited because things not might not be going as well. So what's a song that we can play that might focus them on that instead of what's happening, you know? Or if it's third down on and we're on defense, that's great, you know? Like what's a really hype song that we can play that everyone gets really excited for? So it's not like we're just shuffling <laughs> the playlist just, and yeah. just whatever, you know? Um and then there's other things, like if there's a song that has a spell out in it, like L.A. Cats, we want to do that if we're up, you know, in the third quarter, and, you know, it's time to celebrate and everything, so. Cora Copeland, girls basketball here inside Livingston Academy on the Wildcat Den, presented by One Bank. Uh, Cora, it, it's always tough when a season comes to an end, no doubt there. I'm, I'm sure it's somewhat still fresh, kind of on your mind, but... Uh, what were the feelings kind of after, you know, Monday night and a, or a f- Friday? What was it? Monday or Friday? War. What were your feelings after that, that uh, tough loss to Lawrence County? It was just disappointing because we worked so hard and didn't really make it that far. But um, I was really proud of Mally Jean because she's really good and she's had a good four years. She most certainly has no doubt of that. Uh Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna stick around. How excited are you? I know it's hard to to think about next year already, but you guys have everything coming back. How exciting is that? Knowing that while Mally Jean is obviously a lot to lose, you bring everybody else back uh, from this team. Uh, that's good because we still have Ellie, but it's gonna be hard to fill Mally Jean's role as a point guard. Really hard, actually. <laughs> but we still have Ellie to score, so that'd be good. Yeah, no doubt. Going to be very tough. Uh, you and Chloe Jenkins obviously were asked to do a lot this year in terms of stepping up in the post. Where do you guys or where do you maybe specifically uh, try to get better here uh, as we enter the off season? I just try and like learn more moves to do and like when to do them. So what does Cora Copeland do now that basketball season is over? I mean, obviously here in a little bit you'll you'll get into back to workouts, probably AAU, something like that. But what do you do with maybe these few weeks where uh, you don't have a lot going on? Play volleyball, actually. <laughs> That's why I like playing volleyball, so I do that. Well, there we go. She just she stays active, ladies and gentlemen. Girls basketball player Cora Copeland. Uh, Cora, before we let you go, let's get away from the basketball court. Uh, what's your favorite subject? What's your favorite uh, you know subject here at LA? Or do you even you're making a face? People can't see it. What is it? Lunch? I mean, we can pick lunch or gym. What's your favorite thing? Probably like English because I like to read. Oh, okay. What are you reading right now? What What are you actively in, enjoying? Uh, well, we just read Dracula in class, and I've been trying to keep up with that. So, so is that a, I liked Dracula, or I didn't like Dracula? No, I did not like it. <laughs> All right, got it. Cora Copeland, honest review, not a Dracula fan. <laughs> Girls basketball here at Livingston Academy, uh, inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920. Livingston Academy head boys basketball coach Jimmy Miller joins us now. 
Coach Miller, uh, quite a season. Uh, obviously, came to an end a little bit earlier than than you desired, but certainly still a really great year. Let's look at that quarterfinal. Uh, Tullahoma came in there. You guys had a really good game plan, and and certainly at times were, seemed like you were able to execute it. Uh, but after the half, they came out there in the third quarter, uh, and after the two technical shots and the possession for you guys, they seemed to just find another gear. What were they able to do coming out of halftime, uh, make some adjustments, and, and find a way to walk away with this one? Um, that, you know, Coach Welch did a very good job coaching against him for years when he's at Macon County. He's a fantastic coach, and he made very good adjustments at halftime, and he came out and he attacked what we had struggled with all year long, and uh, he attacked us with his size, and, and he attacked us around the rim. You know, that team was uh, that was a very big team. That was bigger than any team in our district, and, you know, we played against some big guys this year, but we, we just are, you know, really struggled around the rim and not letting guys get second-chance points some with our size this year, and I think they did a really good job going downhill and finishing at the rim and getting to the foul line. That was that was a you know good adjustment. Yeah, that seemed to be the downfall there in those final two games with Upperman and with Tullahoma. But nonetheless, a twenty to third, a twenty two thirteen, a twenty and thirteen season. Twenty wins is is definitely nothing to scoff at. Now that you've had a couple of days to sort of uh, sit back and reflect, uh, what about this season was was different, was special, and did you really enjoy? Probably this was the most enjoyable season that I can remember, Coach. These these young guys worked so hard all year, and I, you know, I think it felt like every game you stepped in, you felt like an underdog. We were outsized, outmatched, you know, with athletes, and we were still able to compete like we did against some really good teams this year. You know, we loaded our schedule up earlier in the season. I think you even saw some of the games we played in Florida, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some really tough matchups for us. Really really good teams, ranked teams, um, and we we tried to put these guys through the ringer, you know, and, and to try to prepare ourselves because we knew how good and how strong this region could be, and and I think it did that. I think they improved all year, but um, those three seniors that we've had that all year long, they I, I can't recall a better group of young men. And I've had the opportunity to coach as these guys and, and you know, the example they set, how hard they play. If you were at the game, the standing ovation they got when they come off the floor at the very end of that game, even though they came up short, it's just a testament to their character and their work ethic. You know, people enjoyed watching them. They were fun to coach. They were fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt of that. Head coach Jimmy Miller Livingston Academy uh, Wildcats boys basketball uh, coach. One more before I let you go, and I really appreciate you just kind of bearing your your heart and your soul here because I know it's tough in a situation like this. Uh, and certainly, I don't want to pretend like right now you're capable of fully looking ahead. So I'm not going to ask necessarily what next season will look like, but I'll ask it like this: How excited are you though to have? Tucker back, Rocco back, uh, and hopefully, assuming that he sticks it out and plays again next year, like I know he has said he will, a guy like Dawson Ledbetter hopefully joining up alongside a lot of these other really young, talented kids. Yeah, and don't forget Cole Harris. Oh, Cole Harris, yes, of course, of course. uh, You know, a a phenomenal player. That that is one thing that that keeps you coming back, you know, when you look at that and you see these these guys that you – 
that you love and you know how much they love it and you know what you're going to get from them every night, just like this team this year. I went in every single game excited this year. You know, there was never a worry. There was never a concern. I wonder how they're going to show up and play because I knew. And, and I hope, if anything, we talked about those seniors, if they've been able to, for something to rub off on a group of kids, it's that. So showing up every single night with that effort, you know, and that's, when you're making when you're making opposing teams who are bigger, stronger, and more athletic change their game plan so you can't run like like teams did us this year because we, you know we, we were fast we we tried you know we played fast but it's not an easy thing to do just because you're fast it doesn't mean you, you know these kids don't get tired these kids get tired but the, what was special about them is they they kept playing hard and they kept playing fast when they were and that's that's a testament to those guys. But yeah, the the group we have coming back and don't I don't want to leave out the people behind the scenes, you know. We're graduating three senior managers mm-hmm. who um I you know, during this season you'll be chasing your tail as a coach. And I had three I had I had three uh, of the best in the business that I'm losing that's killing me as well. You know, I had Zach Lewis and Kelsey Nard and Jessalyn Wilhite. And I hate losing those those kids as well. We we've just had some really, really special, special kids this year. And, you know, you're talking about what's returning. I hope we're returning some great kids, great, great players that work hard. I hope those things that made this team special carry on with them. Time now to take a look at your schedule ahead from inside Livingston Academy. Not a ton going on this week. That's because... Your two basketball teams were eliminated on the hardwood and baseball and softball season, along with other spring sports, uh, according to the TWSAA calendar, do not or cannot get started until at least the first week, uh, full week, that is, of March. And so a light week, right? In fact, this week uh, you have the Project Grad Masquerade Ball. That'll be at L.A. on Friday night. And that's it. We have to wait until next week. L.A. Baseball will be at Cookville on Tuesday night, and man, am I excited to get baseball season and softball and all the other spring sports uh, got uh, up and going. I was going to make a a pun, right, uh, throw first pitch, but obviously some of them don't involve that serve in tennis sort of thing. But you guys know if you were here last year uh, and listening, baseball is my my bride my bread and butter, my pride and joy. It's the thing I love the most. Not to take anything away from football, I am a Southern boy by nature, no doubt of that, but baseball is just something so near and dear to my heart, and I'm really excited uh, for this season to get my second season uh, underway here in the UC. So, without further ado, this is the Wildcat Den reminder, Friday night, Project Grad, Masquerade Ball at LA, and next Tuesday, LA Baseball at Cookville. 101.9 101.9 AM 920, presented by One Bank. It is inside the Wildcat Den. Girls basketball player Mally Carwile joining us now. Mally, a veteran here inside the Wildcat Den. Mally, just first and foremost, how weird was it Monday night to play a basketball game at 9 p.m.? Normally, I'm sitting in bed reading a book at 9 o'clock, so it was definitely a scenery change, let alone having to that build up adrenaline. Mm-hmm at 11:30 at night when I got home. So, it was definitely a different kind of feeling. 
how do you prepare for, for, for that? Like as you're going like through your day, as you're kind of coming off the weekend, how do you prepare knowing you're going to have to play at nine o'clock on Monday night? Um, well, I slept in until later than I normally do. And then we went and had shoot around at midday. And then I went home, took a nap, did all my chores, just trying to keep myself kind of occupied. And I mean, when game time hits, I'm going to have so much adrenaline and energy, I don't think it would matter. And I feel like I can't get tired in the middle of the game. Do you feel like it was definitely a benefit having Monday off thanks to it being President's Day, though? Yes. I don't know how the boys did it yesterday with coming to school and then having to play that night. I was just like, I would be so drained. Well, certainly uh, it seemed like it was a draining experience for everybody. You guys had a hard-fought game there with White County, obviously a team that uh, you guys have, have really competed hard against this year. What's it going to take as we enter the region, do you feel like, for you guys to really get over uh, the, the humping in games like that against really highly competitive ball clubs? Um, I feel like we're definitely going to have to come together a lot better. I feel like towards the end, I mean, we are going coast to coast with the same person just trying to get up a shot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should have just slowed down just a little bit. I know there's like three minutes left, but I feel like we could have slowed down and maybe passed more, tried to create penetration, do something, because what we were doing wasn't working. That being said, obviously that's a that hurts. You know, you hate to lose a district title game, but you get a big win Saturday to put yourself in that position. What was that feeling like after Upperman on Saturday? You get that win over the Lady Bees, a team that obviously had beat you twice this season. What was that feeling like for you guys as you're kind of leaving the gym on Saturday? It really just kind of gave me a good deep breath because I was like, okay, we got it. I feel like we finally got on track that game. Because we've been kind of up and down lately, up and down. And that game, it felt like that was the most consistent we've played, like, so far in, in the good standings. We obviously had, like, turnovers and just very bad plays at some points. But we bounced back from those better than we have in the past. Going back to having to play at 9 p.m., the question is, were you here on time Tuesday morning? Did you get here on time on Tuesday? Well, I don't have first block, so uh-huh. I did get here on time. Yeah, with a little bit of a cheat code, didn't have to be here at the same time as everybody else. That's actually, that's very beneficial. Look at you, off on President's Day, then don't have first block. You had the right schedule for this. What obviously has uh, practice just kind of gotten started heading for the region tournament? What are you guys working on, and, and how has uh, kind of the response been after Monday night for you guys as a team? Um, we definitely needed to work on our box out and our rebounds, especially going and getting the rebounds. I feel like we boxed out or at least attempted to, but we never really got the ball. Um, another thing, just kind of working on our shots, trying to keep it fresh and flowing. And then just kind of keeping up and down, keeping our conditioning and our legs moving and getting ready to play a lot of minutes. (laughs) Girls basketball starter Mally Carwile with us from inside the Wildcat Den here on 101.9 AM 920. Somehow, someway, it is baseball season here inside the Wildcat Den. It has come upon us quicker than I think anyone anticipated, but I'm sure it has felt like a long, long several months for our subject here, Carson Parrott, joining us. Carson, I know you played football, and that's great, and that's fun, but we all know you're a baseball guy. How long has the past several months felt training to get back to this moment? 
Yeah, I mean, the past several months, is <laughs> it's felt like the longest gap between seasons that I think I've ever felt, but I, it's just, I'm glad it's back. I mean, football ended, that was, I mean, that was what it, what it was, but I, I've, we, I think everybody that's on the baseball team has been waiting for this all year, so we're just excited that it's finally here and fixing to start up in the next few weeks. Yeah, no doubt, and we know that we're going to see a whole lot of you uh, probably on the mound this year. Uh, who are a couple other guys that are going to you know, step up on this pitching staff, obviously uh, with the losses we suffer from last year? Yeah, I mean, you know, last year you had Aaron, and he threw basically a whole district game every series that we had. So this year we're looking, I mean, Dawson's going to have to step up and pitch. Dylan's going to you know, have to throw – a good game or at least a few couple innings so will Zach and other people like I mean Drew Goolsby can pitch AJ can pitch Ethan Westmoreland can pitch I mean then some of the younger guys too Corbin can throw Sawyer McBride I've seen him throw a few times uh I mean we're just gonna have to have basically everybody that we we can have pitch is gonna have to pitch He's going to have to pitch, no doubt. Carson, when you're not on the mound, I think I have seen you play just about every other position on the baseball diamond. So I'm going to ask you, when you're not on the bump, where does Carson Parrott want to play? If you got to choose, where would you be in the other, I guess, eight? If I'm not on the mound, where would I? Where do I want to play? Yeah, where do you want to play? I want to play – I want to play catcher. You want to be behind the dish. I want to be behind the dish. But like you said, during that Monterey game, I was <laughs> on the mound. Next inning, I was in left field. Next inning, I was at shortstop. And then the next inning, I was at first base. So, I mean, in those – I mean, it really just depends, I reckon, where Coach Loftus <laughs> and who he has pitching. Like, if Zach's on the mound, I'll take his spot. And then – you know, just go from there, really. Do you take pride in being that guy on this team, being the guy who it's, all right, so if Zach's on the mound, I go there. If Dawson's on the mound, I go there. Do you take kind of pride in being the guy who just kind of moves around as as we need him to? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely – I like having the ability to play basically anywhere on the field. That way, you know, I could just help the team wherever it's needed. But uh, I definitely like – I like having the ability to play just about any position. I mean, I think it's fun di- playing different positions because, you know, sometimes you play the same position for so long you get tired of it, and they move you around every once in a while. You know, it kind of keeps – I don't know, it kind of just – it's a good refresher whenever they move you. You guys certainly uh, did not, under any circumstances, schedule easy. How excited are you for this year's schedule, not just in district play with teams like Upperman and Stone, but out-of-district team games like Tullahoma, at Cookville, uh, among others? Yeah, I mean, we definitely uh, don't have a 30-game schedule or an easy 30-game schedule this year. I mean, we got our first couple games. They're teams like Gordonsville and Cannon County. And, you know, Gordonsville and Cannon County, they're pretty good for their classifications. So, I mean, we're looking to – I think those games are the week after Cookville. And then Cookville is going to be really tough. I mean, they got – they definitely got some good arms and good talent down there. I mean, we haven't played Cookville in the last few years, so we don't know – I don't really know how good they've become. But we played Gordonsville last year, and they were really good last year. So, yeah, uh, I mean, we're just <laughs> – like I said, it's all about how many pitchers we got and how many games that we're going to be able to get out of them. So, 
Baseball player Carson Parrott joining us inside the Wildcat Den, presented by One Bank on 101.9 AM 920. We're here inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, and we're joined by a member of the Spirit of the Wildcats band. What made you want to join the band? What drew you to band? I just like music and how it sounds. I always like making music. What's your favorite kind of music? Do you have a, a favorite genre or band? Uh, rap or country. Uh, my favorite band, I mean, uh, is NF. Okay. What about your favorite country? Uh, Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. An old school country fan. No doubt. Love that. What's been your favorite piece to play in band? Uh, probably Aurora, which is what we just played this year for marching band. It was really cool. I liked how it sounded. What is your favorite part of band? Is it playing? Is it the practice? Is it your friends? What's your favorite part? Probably playing. I love that. What do you play? Uh, percussion. Bass drum, usually. Ooh, okay. So bass drum, usually, but do you have a favorite, like, percussion instrument? snare drum all right very cool big time drummer vibes would you rather play bass or snare which do you which do you like more i'd rather play snare (laughs) and why would you rather play snare because i think it would be cooler than bass it's cooler it sounds better (laughs) i think a lot of people would agree it sounds better no doubt no doubt how excited are you for uh, for concert season and, and some of the pieces you guys are going to get to play? Pretty excited. What is it like working with Dr. Dingwall? How much fun is, is your band director? I, I like Mr. Dingwall. He's funny. <laughs> what's, what's, what are some of the funny things he says or does? Uh, he has, uh, There's pictures of him like doing like weird things, and it's funny. I like it. I, pictures hey you know what sometimes you got to get pictures of the band director doing funny stuff from inside la presented by one bank we're here on 101.9 am 920 wliv with we close it out now from inside livingston academy inside the wildcat den on 101.9 am 920 wliv colin castleberry with you it is presented by One Bank, thank you to One Bank, and thank you, I'm going to say it here as well as saying it at the end of each broadcast uh, from over the last week, but thank you to each and every one of you out there for listening. Thank you to head coach Leslie Riddle. Thank you to head coach Jimmy Miller. Thank you to each and every one of the players, uh, administration, principals, trainers, uh, shout out Chad, uh, everybody for their uh, incredible hospitality, their patience, and uh, them being so giving of their time and energy during basketball season. It was a real pleasure to cover both of those teams and those squads, and I look forward uh, to doing much more of it as we go forward here into baseball and softball, tennis and soccer, and everything in between in the spring. Right now, you've been listening to the Wildcat Den. As always, thank you, each and everyone of you out there for listening. If it wasn't for you, wouldn't get to do this. The job that I love, and I certainly am greatly appreciative and so humble, uh, and not too, I guess, uh, not humble. Lord, I'm losing my mind here, aren't I? I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, presented by One Bank.